0: The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy... Young sweaty forehead, young just ate too much pasta, young set my microphone up differently this time so hopefully it won't fuck up halfway through the episode, young uh, going over to America in less than a week to see my girlfriend, Uh, me, Jack Fox, (laughs) you know who it is, you press play on this, you know who it is. What's up, how's it going, hope you've had a good week. Uh. What have I been up to this week? What's been what's been going on this week? Uh pleased to announce that this comes out on Thursday, right? I do this every fucking week, don't I? I know that this comes out on Thursday, and yet whenever I whenever I'm talking about any upcoming dates I've got, I'm always sound so surprised at the fact that I don't know when this comes out. Oh, it comes out on a different day related to when I'm actually recording it. What a fucking idiot. This comes out on Thursday. So on Saturday, pleased to announce that I'm supporting Bushrod at the Head of Steam in Newcastle. Bushrod is a very talented young rapper from London. Uh, I think if you put both of us side by side, we look like people who should not make rap music. However, when you listen to our music, you'll go, actually, these guys are pretty good um he, he this guy's also called jack is that an omen i don't know come see us anyways uh, i'm looking forward to that very much it's out my last gig before i fly to america to see christina and spend thanksgiving over in america so this is my last uh recording a podcast in england so i'm not sure if i'm going to be able to record when i go to america or i'm going to try and take some of my equipment with us um, and then I'll give you some updates on how it's going over in America. Um, the I mean, last time I went, it was fairly straightforward. You buy a ticket to go to America. I had to get to London to get the plane. Fine, no problem. But this time with the COVID thing, I mean, I've still got to get a COVID. Te- yeah, you you've got to have a COVID test. Uh, th- like at least three days before you, before you go over. So I'm getting a COVID test on Friday. Should be fine, but i have got to fork out eighty quid for that. Um, and then there's like a. There's like a form that I have to fill out, which Christina also had to fill out, which is called an attestation form. They kind of hide it on the website, which is a bit bullshit, but apparently they also give you it to fill out at the airport. Um, and I mean, attestation... What is an attestation form? I don't know. I've never heard that word before. I'm very stupid. I'm very naive. But um, from what I gather, and from what I spied on Christina's form when she was here filling it out, it's basically for the American side of things, England, we in England don't really give a shit. But it's, it's basically a form to say that, you know, I promise that when I come into America, I'm not coming to be a terrorist. I'm just coming here to be a person and live my life. And look, I promise I'm not even I'm not I haven't even crossed my finger. I haven't even got skin cheese behind me back. I promise I'm coming into America as just a person and I'm going to experience America and I'm definitely definitely not a terrorist. Signed Jack Fox on the bottom. Cuz I'm not a terrorist. But if there's one thing I do know about terrorism, it's that terrorist if there's oh, fuck that up. I haven't done any stand up for a long time. I'm not a terrorist. But if there's one thing I do know about terrorists, it's that they hate very light admin. So if you are a terrorist, and I say, well, if you want to come into America, and if you are planning, like, a second 9-11, like an eighteen twenty two, that's quick maths, um, you have to fill out this form, and then, like, they're looking at the form, and they think, oh, see, it says here, I promise I'm not a terrorist, and I'm... I mean, I hate little white lies. Uh, I mean, albeit I am about to murder thousands of people, but I I can't lie on a form. So it's a really great idea that the US government have put this in place because this will definitely stop um, 1822 happening again. Uh, So that's very smart from the American government. And um, I think they're doing a great job. I really do think they're doing a great job. Um, As I've said before, of stopping terrorism by uh, just releasing terrorists' weakness, which is, as I said, as we've established, light admin. Uh, Fantastic work. Really great work all round. They should take a couple of days off, in fact. I think they deserve a couple of days off for whoever thought of that idea. You know what's actually really is fucked up, sarcasm aside, is you know how many people that had to be okayed by for that to go ahead and be put... Implemented and put into place. Like, how many people have thought this is a really good idea? And what was the original? That wasn't the, that wasn't, like, that's been picked at by so many different people. That wasn't the original idea. The original idea was probably like, shall we stop terrorism? And then it's just been whittled down to, well, if they just fill in this form and sign it, it'll be fine you people, but it's just something else I've got to, now I've got to print out, att- I've got to carry an attestation form with us, from South Shields to fucking Boston International Airport, I've got to like not lose it, and keep it on me person I know that's like my fault but Jesus Christ Jesus Christ I don't know how I feel about the airport, like I, I, I'm quite nervous about it, I am I think it's mostly because of the Covid stuff, not that I'm afraid of catching Covid, but um, which obviously I am, I think everybody should be, but I know it's going to be out there, I know it's something we're going to have to deal with as a human race for a long period of time. But um, just being... I, get, I, don't, I don't like a lot of people. If I turn up to the fucking Heathrow Airport and there was just nobody there, and there was just one person going, are you Jack, are you going to Boston? I'd be like, yeah, and they'd be exactly where to go, that'd be fine. But it's when there's a lot of people, and especially going through London, like I've got to get off King's Cross and go on the Tube and... It, I'm gonna be like rushed for time, and I hate doing that thing, that very stereotypical British thing when you're trying to brush past people when if you're in a hurry, you know I will have my suitcase, like and I'll be doing that thing where you you never actually where well, you're trying to get past somebody, but you never actually say like, excuse me or kind of just squeeze past. You just kind of go, hey, can I just do you mind? Sorry, do you mind if I just can I just can i, just, can I can, Yeah, sorry, can I just can I just get can I, yeah, cheers. Can I sorry, I'm I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I've got this bag. Sorry, can I just yeah can I, can I, yeah, cheers, thank you, thank you. Isn't that weird that we as British people do that? Look at me turning into a... Taking the piss out of British people because I'm going out with an American. Um, Oh my God, my nose is so itchy. You know why my nose is itchy? I'll tell you, I'll give you a little secret, right? Because, you know, whoever, if you listen to this podcast, you I feel like you're very close to me and you've got an insight into my life. So I'm going to tell you something that's pretty disgusting. I I don't have that much of a beard. You know, I have very thin, wispy facial hair. Um, But my moustache is kind of thick. Um, And I shave it every now and then because sometimes it gets so long it gets in my mouth when I'm eating, when I'm talking, and it's really annoying. I haven't shaved for a long time. So some of my moustache hairs grow up into my nose and it's very itchy, very tickly on my nose and annoying. Normally I shave... This might be too much information, to be honest. I would normally shave before I went in the shower. I don't shave every time I go in the shower because I don't need to shave that often. But when I do shave, it's only before I go in the shower. Evidently, I need to shave because I haven't shaved in a little while. That's also because I haven't showered in a while. And frankly, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm out here living my best life. And yes, maybe a few weeks ago it was a bit tough. I was on a bit of a doubt but now i can kind of see clearly now i need a shave and i need a shower now am i going to tell you when the last time i showered was no because is it disgusting yes have i been out to several functions in the interim since i last showered yes am i worried that people are starting to think that i'm a smelly cunt and talking about me behind my back yes Do I really care, though? No. Am I still the same person inside, despite being covered by a thick layer layer of dust and grease? Yes. Does my hair look awful because it's so greasy? Yes. Am I going to go in the shower tonight after doing this podcast, because tonight's the only free day I've had in a long time? Yes. Does it take me longer to have a shower than it should do? Yes yes do i like long showers yes do i find them relaxing yes should it take me 10 minutes yes does it take me half an hour to 45 minutes yes do i sit in my towel on the corner of my bed contemplating life when i get out of the shower yes should i No, should i just put some clean shorts and a t-shirt and go back downstairs and enjoy my life yes do i know So there's some things about me. (laughs) Oh, hey. I'm really tired. I'm really, really tired. I'm going to have a shower and an early night. But first, it's time for a second half of this podcast after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode of Tired and Inspired is brought to you by just give me some fucking money. If you didn't already know, this past week I had to fork out approximately 485 pounds for my car's MOT. And also, if you didn't know, next week I'm flying halfway around the world to see my girlfriend in a different country, in which I would like to at least enjoy myself and have one meal. So, just give me some money. Just give me some. Just give me. Just send me. Just give me some money. Send me the fucking money, alright? Well, I've got you here. Tonight, Thursday, I'm performing some new stand-up comedy material at the Prohibition Bar in Newcastle. And then Saturday, I'm fortunate enough to be supporting Bushrod at the Head of Steam. And that's before I go to America, come down and say bye. Come down and say bye. Bye. No, but I do kind of hate to come back and hat-in-hand, but seriously, i cost you 485 pounds to get my MSA done, because my fucking car's fucked, it's really old now, I've been driving my mum's car, and it's really nice, but I really wish it was really good, and I really need somebody to come to me, like a million pounds, i would be really nice if you had it. And My chair's still squeaky, but the important thing is that we're back. I used to be, like, good at those things, now I'm really bad, but yeah, man, I had a fucking... £485 pounds. It doesn't sound like a lot to some people but what you have to remember is I am stupid and I am broke so that's quite a lot of money and I've been saving to go on this holiday and I've had to buy you know a plane ticket train tickets to London forking out for a Covid test inking the printer for this attestation form etc etc um, it's tough man it's hard out here for a pimp but what are you going to do what are you gonna do? Um uh, I, I, this is something I want to talk about for a little while, actually. Speaking of like, you know, money and stuff, um You know, my, like I have a I'm a comedian, I'm a rapper, I'm a musician, host quizzes, I do this podcast, I do stuff on Fiverr, I do little bits here and there. I don't have like a nine to five. Um I do, you know, I guess you could say I look after my nana and um I don't want to get too deep into it, but you know that brings some money into the house. You guys know that I live with my mom and my nana. Um, But I don't have like a nine to five. I don't have regular income, is what I'm trying to say. But I've sacrificed, maybe I've mentioned this before, but I've sacrificed um, not having regular income for one, being able to have, you know, the freedom to do whatever I want, and two, chasing something that I really want to do entertainment in the entertainment industry for lack of a better term um so i i knew the risk that that entails and i knew that that um you know i wouldn't be able to have my own place or uh you know like my car's fucked and i've had, instead of just buying a new car i've had to fork out a lot of money to get my current one fixed it's probably going to only last another year then it's and it's gone uh, which is, you know, take that however you want it, but I need a car because of the jobs, the gigs that I do, I need a car, so there's that. Um, and I see people, a lot of people online, obviously a lot of my friends are comedians, musicians, uh, and even people who like work in a recording studio or graphic designers and, and stuff like that, who often say that, um, you know, artists deserve to be paid and deserve to be, should be paid more, and maybe even people do stories on podcasts that I listen to some of my friends and say that, you know, they won't do this gig because they weren't getting paid, and some guy offered them to, to do a gig, and they said, oh, what's the budget? And the guy was like, oh, sorry, do not have a budget? And, look, I, I'm at a point now in my career where, yes, I, I expect to and do get paid for the majority of gigs that I do. This Like, this gig on Thursday, uh, when you listen to it tonight, um, is a new, new act, new material night, so, I'm not getting paid for it. But I understand that it's a new act. Like, you have to understand that if I'm booked for a comedy show, I'm going there with stuff that I know is funny, I know works, I know is going to entertain the crowd that I've paid to come see a comedy show. Whereas a new new material night is free entry for a start. So, the pub bar aren't making any money unless they make it behind the bar. And... All the acts that are on are trying new material or a new acts, So there's no guarantee it's going to be a fucking act. You can't charge a fiver for something. For, you can't charge a fiver for a comedy night when the well may be no comedy there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It might not be very funny. So I don't mind doing that gig for free. I, I've done other gigs that I have done. Um, my stuff that I know works. I, I have done it for free because I, I don't think... There's no there's no rite of passage for creatives that means they should get paid. <sighs> Controversial, <laughs> I know. Um, look, nurses, doctors, firemen, policemen should get paid. Chefs, uh, um, people who work in the post office, delivery drivers that deliver food to people's houses should all get paid. Comedians should get paid if there's a budget for it. Sure. Musicians, musicians playing in pubs and and bars and playing their own music in pubs and bars should get paid if there's a budget for it. If there's not, feel free to refuse the gig if you're not getting paid for it. Fine. You've got your own standards that you uphold yourself up to. You believe that your work is worth whatever your work is worth to you i i've no problem with that don't then air out the promoter on social media or in an interview or on a podcast for not will it be willing to pay um and you know the whole the whole um offer an exposure thing only take that if it's if it is going to offer some exposure i'm not going to say, i'm not going to talk numbers, but the, I spotted Goldie Lock and Chain, was the biggest, audience I've played in front of, as a solo artist, ever, and, I've been paid, 10, 20, 30 times more, for much smaller gigs, than what I did, for that, but that's the exposure, you know how many Instagram followers, I gained off that, I know that sounds fucking ridiculous, but how many Instagram followers, I gained off that, that's the compromise, that I'm willing to make, but I know some people that would be like, "Oh, I get like your message of you me to spot goldie that chain. What's the fee?" And they'll go, "Oh, it's blank. It's whatever it is." And they'll go, "No, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that." <sighs> I, I, you know, do do. I, I hope if you're listening to this, and you're not a musician or a comedian or in the entertainment industry, you can kind of know where I'm coming from. But also, at the same time, I have turned I have turned down gigs or asked for more or said that's not really the fee. I, w- I would expect more um, when I know there is a budget there. If you know there's a budget there, then you should expect to be paid the right amount. But I don't think en- it, anybody in the entertainment industry is entitled to be paid. I think if it's there and... Look, if everybody's making money the academy, I know, is making money. But I'm not going to turn it down because it wasn't a lot of money for the. Ch- ob- ch- so, <laughs> I'm talking myself in a fucking circle here. The, the Goldie Lott and Chain gig. I didn't get paid a lot of money. And I know the academy will make lots of money because it's fucking £5 a pint in there and it was £20 a ticket. So, somebody's making a lot of money. Obviously, Goldie Lott and Chain are getting a set fee. Fine. But it wasn't a lot of money, even though I know the Academy made a lot of money, but the exposure was so good, and the experience of it. That's something I've wanted to do since I've started making my own music, is play the O2 Academy. That's like a, you know, I would do it for the experience alone. What's like a hundred quid, like, in the grand scheme of things? What, I'm going to miss out on playing, like, a really, really fun gig for the sake of a 100 quid, like, you know what I mean, I don't give, we really care that much about it, so all I'm saying is, to, this is to musicians, and comedians, and people in the entertainment industry, I, also, also, this is another thing, I also understand that people have more responsibilities than I do, some people have kids, some people have houses, wives, boyfriends, husbands, so I understand that people have mortgages, I also have bills, but I don't have a mortgage, and I'm, You know, I don't have kids to to look after. So I completely, completely comprehend that. Fine. But in my this is my personal opinion, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm probably wrong in most people's eyes, but I'm saying it anyways. But I'm a fucking comedian and musician myself, so, you know, I know better than anybody, really. I don't think... I don't think we're entitled to it, is all I'm saying. And I know that once you get... You can get to the, obviously... A high level in the entertainment industry and make like stupid money but that just comes with selling your soul a little bit and being mega famous around the world fine that's a whole different conversation to have when because when, that, when there's demand for it then that's the thing demand that's the right word there's no demand for me to support Goldie Look and Chain Goldie Look and Chain are going to sell at that venue anyways I'm there as an extra so maybe, maybe that's where I'm coming from. People at my level in the entertainment industry. I know, I know people that are on TV, on the regs, that will sell tickets, that there's a demand there. So, sure, yeah, pay those guys. I'm not that guy. So people my level and under, you know, just take what you can get for now. It's fine. Keep working and you'll get to that level. There you go, I got there in the end. I didn't I didn't it didn't have to be said. It's just something that I've been thinking about for a long time. That's actually the first time that I've said it out loud, so there you go. Uh now what else? What else is some oh fuck me. So I went to a, um where did I say this band? I went to a gig at Ziggy's in South Shields. Uh I won't say what band was on. I was saying a couple of a couple of my friends were on. Uh and then there was a band on last. Uh and it, frankly, I'm just going to say I'm not going. To, I'm not going to say the name of the band. Because I can't remember them. But frankly, I didn't enjoy them. I didn't enjoy them. I went. I appreciate anybody that stands up on stage and plays their own songs, but these guys just weren't my cup of tea. Which is also fine. I had nothing against them personally. It just wasn't my thing. Fine. But I'll tell you what. When I'm watching a band live, my I'm always focused on the drummer because I'm a drummer. That's just how it works. I'm sure if you listen to this and you're a bass player, it's exactly the same if you're a bass player, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And my pet. Fucking peeve with drummers that play live, and sometimes it happens on recordings as well. And you might notice it from now on, going forward. Once I mention this, is drummers that count the band in. You know, either they tap on the sticks or the hi hats, or they just shout adjutant and shout live. I think it's a bit of showmanship and kind of includes the crowd that count in a song, but then the song starts with just a drum intro. That's like that's like me saying to you, I'm gonna say a sentence now. What's up, what's up, what's up, welcome to another episode of Titan Inspired. It's so fucking annoying and stop doing it. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. It's really annoying. It would just be much cooler if you just started playing the drum beat. Alright? So stop going one, two, three, four. And also, right, also on recordings. right? What happens in a recording studio is, usually, if you're in a band situation, you'll record the drums first. Fine. Regular happens all the time. If the song starts with more than one instrument, for example, when Hive have been in the studio, often the songs start with guitar. So what'll happen is the metronome will be playing in the headphones, Then what I'll do is, counting four on my sticks, that's when the guitar will come in. Then I'll leave a gap for the guitar to play over, then I'll start playing the drums. Makes sense, but when we come to the editing process, we'll cut out the clicks, and it just sounds cleaner. And the guitar kicks you right in the fucking dick. I have never, and you will never hear me, counting myself in on a song that starts with the drums. Never, ever, ever. What's the point? That's like me, that's like me eating a meal, and every time I take a bite, I announce the fucking thing. Bite! Bite! Drink! I'm going to talk now it's really annoying I'm going to talk again now stop doing it that was something I had to get off my chest because I've seen this guy do it this drummer I've seen him do it for two songs pointless also don't have two songs that start with just drums just don't do it just don't do it I should manage this band and turn them into I'm going to turn them into the next Artly Monkeys fuck me 25 minutes whoa i've been i've been talking i've been talking um i'm gonna say this uh, this is a this is a joke that I've been thinking of I'm just gonna say it out loud you get this as a special treat um I'm at that age now where I have a bedtime routine uh you know i'm thirty two and when I was a bit younger uh, probably about ten years ago I'd get home uh, from any given night I was a student so I'd be out any night drunk fall asleep anywhere, I could fall asleep in the bath, in the the hallway, on the sofa, uh, fully clothed, one hand on the kebab, the other hand on another drink, Uh, and then, wake up the next day as if nothing's happened, finish off the kebab and the drink, and then carry on about my day, but now, I'm so much older, that I have to treat my body in the right way, and as you can see from looking at it, I don't even particularly do that, but it's, it, I just got to look after myself so much differently now. So, now before I go to bed, you know, I have the mood lighting. i got my humidifier on that lights up in a nice light. Got my matching pajamas on. I sit down on the edge of my bed and I open my bedroom drawer and I get all my uh, uh, apparatus out. And I just inject the silky smooth heroin directly into my arm before drifting off. There we go. I think that'll be funnier in a comedy club. Uh, well, there we go. Twenty-seven minutes. I've just talked a lot of shit. Considering in my notes, all I had to mention was the attestation form and that heroin joke. I think you know. I think we're doing all right. Um, I'm going to go for a shower. Uh, if you want to come see Bushrod and me at the Head of Steam on Saturday, get in touch because I have a few guest list tickets left. I think I only have a few. So please do get in touch. And uh, next time I speak to you, maybe from America, may not be, I'll put something on social media to let you know if I'm going to do another episode when I'm over there or not. Uh, Please share the podcast if you can uh, because, like I say, the, the, the listens fluctuate. So I don't know what the fuck's going on, but please do share it if you can. I thought last week's episode was pretty good. This one's been okay love to you all Uh, also while I'm in America if I've got nothing to do when Christina's at work or whatever I am going to work on doing a live show we'll get that sorted soon hopefully alright love to you all uh That was a Out production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk I'm going to record the ending now. And this is the end of the podcast.